fine. Hey, wait! Wait, Jill! Welcome to the Fan Freaks Podcast number 36. You're listening to the show where we freak out about our favorite movies, games, comics, and any media in between. Thank you for stopping by. Today is a very, very special day. In fact, it is a special on the very new, uh, not actually new, Resident Evil 3. Yay! <laughs> Anytime what to cheer that. What do you mean actually new? This thing came out like a week ago. I, I called it new on my Facebook, and someone commented, well, it's a remake, so is it really new? And I'm like, B- yes, but... <laughs> yes, but. That's pretty much what I said. But anyway... Yo, fuck that guy, dude. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as you can hear, I am joined by Adrian, uh, the masterful dude, uh, dude of doodliness. How you doing? How you doing, Bone King? I'm doing fine. In quarantine in my room. Ooh, quarantine, just like the rest of us. And uh, just like my friend here, Cardo, Captain N, how you doing, my dude? I'm doing well, I'm doing well. I'm glad to be on with you guys and talk some Resident Evil, man. This is exciting. I know. This is something really interesting. See, I never actually realized how much you were uh, played through the Resident Evil series. Yeah, um, you know, it was an earlier time in my life, um, mostly when they came out on the GameCube, um, Resident Evil, Resident Evil Zero, and 2 and 3, but uh, yeah, and I got through 7, because uh, Adrian was recommending it <laughs> super a lot, you know, yes, and then when RE2 too. came out, yeah. <laughs> when RE2 came out, you know, Adrian, I borrowed it from Adrian, and you know, it just it just revamped my love for the series, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. No, absolutely. I'm glad he skipped completely the bad ones. Yeah, he happened to phase out at the exact point where it went off the rails, which I think is kind of funny. So um, this is going to be a a special episode on the Resident Evil 3 remake. Uh, We went ahead, we all played it. Uh, I don't know, did everyone here get it on release day? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. Okay, so yeah, we we all went into it really hard. Uh, <laughs> either way, uh, some people out there, uh, may be listening and be going, hey, what even is Resident Evil 3? Um, so what is Resident Evil 3? Resident Evil 3 is a survival horror action game billed as the remake to one of the most influential PS1 games of all time, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis. The game is about the exodus of Jill Valentine from a nightmarish zombie-filled raccoon city. Uh, Jill must use her wits to escape this nightmare alive, but little does she know, the unstoppable umbrella bioweapon, Nemesis, has been sent to kill her and stop all traces of the truth from leaving the city. Um, so yeah, you play as her, basically guiding her through the city and all the uh, misadventures that happen along the way. <laughs> Did you read that from, like, the Wikipedia page? No, sir, I wrote that. Oh! Oh! Yeah, that that was really good flex. Then, if you wrote that, yeah. that's good. Yeah. yeah, actually, I wrote that like an hour before the show, so I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad you liked it. Um, I wanted to at least give like a basic uh, premise as to what's happening because we are going to go through the story um, every beat, and I think it actually won't be that hard um, considering how actually short it is in comparison to other Resident Evil stories. So, just real know. quick, yeah. uh, spoilers from here on out. Oh yes, absolutely. So we're gonna get a major spoiler. Oh, we want to rate it or something beforehand, or yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. Actually, thank you for saying that spoiler warning. I would have gone into the story, but um, yeah. Let's go ahead and do our our rating real quick in case someone who doesn't want to hear the story or anything, you know, just knows how we feel about it. Um, I'll go first. I I give it as a Resident Evil fan. I'm a little bit biased, so I kind of want to give it like either an eight point five or a nine. That's a good rating. How about you, Cardo? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm at right there too. Uh, 8.5 um, to a 9. I think it would have been a little bit more if the length of the game was just a little bit longer, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah. But um, see, that that's the thing though, and we're going to be referencing this a lot, that like it is short. But it's weird because the original Resident Evil 3 is the shortest Resident Evil in the entire mainline like series. So it, it's actually true to the original in that way, which is kind of weird. Right. But anyway, Adrian, what, what's your rating, dude? This is hard, man. As a guy who on the previous Talking Tears where I put the OG as my S rank, uh, I give this – I'm going to give this an 8, a solid 8. Mm-hmm. And – if I wasn't biased, if I was like from the outside looking in, it'd probably be a seven. Oh my god! I was literally about to amend my first one by saying if I wasn't a fan of Resident Evil, it's a seven, one hundred percent. It has to be, man. Like as the gameplay is fun, it's buttery smooth. It just has like these weird choices that the devs made on what to cut. And how fast you get through everything. It's such a breakneck pace. But it also doesn't feel full. Like it feels like I'm playing a watered down version of 3. If that makes sense. Yeah. And actually funny story. Before getting into this I streamed um, Resident Evil 3 OG on Bone King TV. Twitch.tv. Um, and I going through the original <laughs> RE3, it was it was actually kind of like that, where it was um like a very constant motion. You didn't really stay in one spot, which I knew from the beginning, but it has a very breakneck pace. So playing that in the remake, it's kind of weird how the sins of the father continue to like you know the the remake. I think it's really interesting. Yeah, but there's. Are we getting into that compare and contrast with the original and the and the Oh no no and the remake? I'm sorry if I opened up that bag of worms. No no, we'll get into that in just a a moment if not even in the next episode. Classic radio tease. <laughs> yeah. But uh yeah, so spoiler warning this uh this has been your last warning uh or else we'll sick Nemesis on you. If you come here and and you don't know anything, Nemesis will find you and he will tentacle you. They have the animation for it. It's for the drain demos, but they have it. <laughs> <laughs> all right now that they're gone now that they've escaped let's get into the nitty-gritty all right so the story begins uh in the city of raccoon city and really more specifically in jill's apartment um any uh i'm gonna let you guys open the floor and this is how i'm gonna do it i'm gonna say the setting and what happens I and mean, if you guys have anything specific feel free to jump in so anything specific about jill's apartment you want to say i saw the beret and the little cute cop car I saw the cop car oh. too. I loved it. <laughs> oh, and she has like a little rocket launcher magnet yes. on the refrigerator and a little green herb magnet, which I'm really glad yes, green yes. herb. We're getting a lot of green herb like little jokes. Like resident well, like whoever's a dev knows what the green herb is. Well duh, you like, know what I hope know. so. But like <laughs> on top of that. Yeah, no, on top of that, it's like they know the uh they're they're starting to make a lot of um video game logic canon in universe and like showing that like with actual like um establishing shots of stuff. People are using first aid sprays, doors close on their own in cutscenes now. It's like yeah. Yeah. um all right, so this is just something that the world has. <laughs> 
Oh, and fuck exists. The word fuck is firmly <laughs> oh exists yes. in Resident Evil way more than the MCU. <laughs> and I think that's partly due to, like, how pissed Jill is. And I feel like it's completely, like, you know, understandable. But it's like, holy shit, she is pissed. <laughs> yeah. Well, well before I mean, we even get into too. the apartment, um, just the, the, let's just talk about the graphics real quick. And yeah. I'm not a graphics guy. I don't really care. But I had a hard time differentiating what was like. Is this real? Like, are these real people? Oh, photorealistic. Um, it looked, yeah, it looked really, really great. And um, I, I don't really care about that stuff normally. But uh, for this game, it, it really did make a difference for me. And uh, mm. I just and Resident Evil was that first game ever, anyway for me with the GameCube <laughs> that really pushed the boundaries for me. Um, just how it looks, I think it still holds up on the GameCube. Oh, it does. And. Yes. Uh, <laughs> And yeah, so just seeing it, how beautiful it was. I mean, it looks just as great as RE2, maybe better. <laughs> well, see, here's the thing I want to ask you, though. When you say in terms of, oh, is this real life? Were you talking about the Zack Snyder Dawn of the Dead intro in the beginning? Because those were real people. Okay, but the, but not the surgeons. They weren't real, yeah, right? Yeah, they were real, yes. Oh, wow. Whoa, oh, so okay, the stuff so you were talking about? Me. Yeah, that was real. Oh, well, they got me. Because <laughs> I thought it was, I was like, whoa, this me. is super realistic. No wonder it was super realistic. I just, yeah. I know people have been bitching about that opener with the with the real people in it. But I feel it was a great callback to the last game Jill was in, which was the OG Resident Evil 1, where it had like an opening video with real people. And it, it had like a wacky, campy uh, the cast of Resident Evil and stuff. Oh, Albert, Wesker, I see what you mean. Stuff like, I think, I think that was a great, like, a wink and a nod to remember where you came from mm. type of thing. No, absolutely. And, and honestly, like, I would have liked it better if I haven't literally seen it in every fucking, like, horror disaster movie, like, since 2008. It's just this constant thing where you use news footage in the beginning, and it's like, okay, I get it. The world is fucked, but we didn't have to film anything, you know? So here. I, I don't know. I hate NFL. It was a little I, cheap. <laughs> uh, Nemesis busts in. There's no longer the cutscene with Brad. He's just in the apartment now. He chases you through a set piece. Um, I thought it was cool the first time, and then the second time I was kind of like, oh. Oh, okay. Well, now this is this is kind of like a set piece. That's all right. <laughs> Yeah, I've, yeah, that was that was my biggest complaint about it was I didn't feel like there was any way you could die unless you just stopped moving. Yeah. Um it was just a cool like hey, it's kind of like you're controlling it, but really the game is playing itself. Mm -hmm. But it just did look beautiful and you know when you were running outside on the um with the fire escapes and everything. Mm -hmm. And when you come back in, he jumped through the jumped down the the ceiling or whatnot mm. that was uh, intense and very very scary i'm not gonna lie and actually i think I that segment would have even been better if you played it like just regular playing it and he's just chasing you and right. you have no items yeah probably would have been more immersive. I, uh, mm -hmm. I just want to point out that i really love we've gotten to a point in gaming where you're just seamlessly cutting into gameplay and then a cutscene, and then into a gameplay. Like oh, no loading screens. We just get yeah. <laughs> no loading screens and no real prompts. Like there were times the first time I played it during the cutscene, I was like trying to press the R one button to dodge as I learned in the demo, and I'm like, oh shit, this is a cutscene, not the game. Got it. One hundred percent. 
Um, also, I just want to say, uh, Adrian, didn't I fucking call that that intro segment was going to be in first person? You did. Although I said that the chase was going to be in first person, which it ended up not being. But you did. We did go to first person. We did. We did. And we had a really good, um, like, nightmare scene with, yeah. with Jill where she was turning into a zombie. And I thought that was probably the best use of character PTSD in gaming. Like, Well, in ga- well I mean, ga- gaming, I don't know about in gaming, gaming but I-, I hear where you're coming from. Gaming has a lot of faults where, you know, is it art? Is it not? But this is one of those instances where you could say that's really good writing. And you don't say that a lot about gaming. <laughs> I, I would say that scene alone doesn't say that it's good writing, but it does factor in later where if you know the context of who she is, because the, the reason why I'm even backtracking on this, I agree with you, Adrian, that this is actually really good for Jill Valentine. But if you don't know who Jill Valentine is and what she went through in the first game, you're kind of like, what is going on? Until you read the note like two seconds later. Exactly. You know what I mean? (laughs) So hopefully you read that note before you saw the cutscene, but I don't I don't think you can. No, Nope. no, you can't. No, you can't. You can't do it until after you wake up from your dream. That's right. So, you know what? Maybe it's to build suspense. Maybe it's for those people who didn't play RE1 and they're like, oh, shit, she's already turning. But then where would the rest of the game be? I just, I don't know. Anyway, um, anyway, just moving on from that point, you leave the fucking building. Uh, Brad's there. You run in. He, he gets bit inside the bar, which he gets bit in the original, too. But um, you just kind of leave him and he's kind of like, oh, man, Jill. Are we partners? Always. Okay, then get the hell out of here. And it's like, all right, that was a an action scene. <laughs> I'm trying to not mention yeah, his something. His old navy but, vest yeah. took me out of it. No, I'm sorry, what was that? <laughs> his old navy vest took me out of it. I'm not going to lie. I mean, I know it's from the original and everything, but... His banana so yellow bright. fucking life jacket is what makes Brad Brad by this point. Do you re- no, for real though. Do you understand that that is the only thing that has been brought over from the original game that is Brad? Oh wow. That and a shitty that. uh shitty flat top cuz he has a flat top hair. Oh, I didn't even realize that. But yeah, no. Because- no, it's all right. The 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 bright yellow is distracts you from everything. It's like you know, dealing with Batman and Robin and Robin's like in these bright colors and it's like, Jesus Christ, that's so distracting. <laughs> well, it's to differentiate because Chris had green, Jill had blue, Barry had red. Who the fuck else? <laughs> they already doubled up green with Rebecca. They can't do it again. What? Wait, what was the last thing? Where did I lost my place? Uh, Brad. Oh, my God. Brad. 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 Yes. Um, I don't want to get too much. I felt into it. nothing. Yeah. I don't want to get too much into it because we are going to go into the characters later. But Brad if you know who Brad is from the original, his nickname is Chicken Heart. Okay? Do you, do you, okay, and the reason why he's called Chicken Heart is because he's a coward. He's a chicken. That's always been his character. He's the only one in the whole series who is straight up a coward besides maybe Dario. I will say, I just remembered him. Um, but regardless, that was his character. Now, in the remake, he shows up, and he's all like, Jill, we're always friends, right? Get out of here, I'll handle this. That is such a not-Brad thing to do. (laughs) 
right? No? Yeah, and I mean, I I didn't get I didn't get any of like his braver or his you know being a chicken heart um, from the first one. I guess you know he was a safe distance away flying a helicopter, right? He practiced and social he distance left. before it was no. cool. <laughs> when in the intro, yeah, in the intro cutscene when they were running to the helicopter, he bailed and he left them behind. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, Brad, what the hell is he doing? That's right. No, don't go. Yeah. Fucking Brad. Yeah. So Why and does then he still have his badge and Jill doesn't. Ex- well, the reason why that is is because when Jill confronted Brian Irons with what's going on, uh, fucking right. Irons said go away, and Brad was like, oh, "Jill, you gotta keep quiet if you want your job." He's a giant <laughs> pussy. A He's a pussy. That's always been his thing. You don't understand. <laughs> and what irks me is like, how hard is it to have that character? He's supposed to die immediately anyway, and you killed him. Any anyway, we're getting too much into Brad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brad. <laughs> fucking Brad character for us he's such a dick so we, so we go out through Barjack which is a callback to the original Resident Evil 3 we run out we get our first gun of the game which yes. is a Glock uh, 19 we just pick it off a dead body and then we're confronted with a zombie that like you really shouldn't fight because you have to go the opposite way anyway <laughs> no and not only that Jill like gets completely decked out with holsters from this Zombie oh, corpse. True. <laughs> well, she like, takes the whole thing. Thank you. Thank you. I was wondering where she got this stuff. Like, seriously, what the fuck? Why do you have like three holsters? Listen. And all these like clip empty clips, and she only has five rounds in the fucking gun. Like, what are you doing? That Where's police officer just got back from Gun World, had more pouches than he was able to have for guns, and Jill just happened to find him in time. Okay? <laughs> But anyway, um, you keep running. Nemesis fucking tracks her down, and then uh, Carlos rescues you with a rocket launcher, no less. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I just want to give a little Easter egg. Uh, the car that you run Nemesis off the the roof of the parking garage is the same car or the same car model as Resident Evil Seven uh, Ethan Winter's car. Ooh, thank oh, you. Wow. For, yeah, cool. thank you for mentioning that, by the way, because before Carlos rescues us, we do run him off the parking lot roof. But I wanted to mention that scene in particular because they showed the helicopter that Jill is running to. Like, it gets blown up as you get close to it. Um, That's a scene from the original, but they moved it to the beginning of the game at a point where you know that your character's never going to escape at that right. point instead of in the middle right. of the game in the original. So it, I just was like, okay, well, obviously this is going to blow up. What, like, huh? Well, people were saying it's a short game. <laughs> I didn't realize it was this short. What the hell? But um, yeah, no, we, we drive him off the thing. And then uh, we meet uh, the other characters, uh, Mikhail. And um, basically, he's a completely different character from the original. He's not just PTSDing everywhere now. He actually is like speaking to us and shows uh, fear yeah. over losing his teammates. What do you guys think about um, instead of being in the train car, being in the subway car? I'm fine with a subway car. It's more realistic. I'm just really happy Mikhail got a lot more lines of dialogue and a lot more depth to his character compared to the original. Mm-hmm. 100%. I like that Mikhail really showed Jill a lot of respect um, for being stars. Oh, and yes. uh, he knew who she was. Um, I thought that was really cool. And I mean, I'm just a little bit de- um, deviating just a little bit, but I do want to appreciate how RE, especially in this game, a lot of the side characters were people of color. And, you know, I'm a person of color. All of us are. And um, we got a lot of good representation 
um, you know, um, Carlos's partner that you end up seeing later. Um, I know Mikhail is Russian, right? Tyrell. Mm. Well, that was such a cool little ty- uh, callback. I mean, it was just, it was really cool because a game that doesn't have that many, you know, different characters or, you know, side characters because you're running through and so much. Mm. Um, I thought I really did appreciate that a lot. You know what I actually think is the source of that? Um, and and it really because you notice in a lot of Japan and I think this is the reason why you say it, it's because in a lot of Japanese games that are made in Japan they really don't feature um, any people of color at all because really all they see is just you know other Japanese people in Japan. So I yeah. think what really helps in in what's causing that is that they set the story in America and then to them America is you know like that multicultural uh, melting pot. Melted so pot, they right, showed yeah. that in the game, which is awesome and smart as hell for the reasons you just said. So you know what I mean? I, I think that was just a matter of they were trying to be true to America, you know? Yeah, definitely. And uh, Carlos with his shaggy hair and you know he was he's like us, like we're all Latin, but we all speak you know English like it's it's our first language, and Carlos didn't have an accent it wasn't <laughs> it wasn't offensive. I liked it. I liked it. You know, I'm I don't sorry. Want to in a Carlosless world, it was so great. To oh me. God, the original. He he does have that accent. He even mentions it. <laughs> and it, the thing you know, it is, sounds like Cheech. Oh, I. It's not. No, it's not at that level. No, I mean they. No, no. One of one of the lines he says is, "All the foxy ladies love my accent. It drives them crazy." <laughs> yeah. So and it's yeah. like. Who watched Scarface recently and decided <laughs> Carlos needed to be like fucking Manolo or some they shit? They saw that machine gun and they were like, how can we fit this into Resident Evil? <laughs> right, right. But uh, Nikolai being a capitalist dog. Because um, <laughs> that's what he is, man. He's out for the highest bidder. That's all he gives a shit about. He, As I'm going to uh, say later, they actually like more um, – they gave better exposition as to what his motives were in terms of what kind of like lengths he'll go to for money. Yeah. Yeah. At first, you know, you can even confuse it for he's just scared and somebody got bit and he's, you know, just terrified about it. Um, by the end of it, it's obvious his motivations weren't, Oh, I'm just scared of this guy turning into a zombie and eating me, and I'm going to put him out of his misery. It was completely money-driven for the most part. Well, it even goes beyond, like, because at first you think it's, oh, well, he's just doing what he's paid to do. Like, this is a job for him. This is his job. And then later on, you find out, like, he's always trying to find another opportunity to make money. It's not just a job. It's like he will actively cause problems to make more money, which actually is more in line with his character. I feel like he and Jill possibly have the best um upgrade in terms of character like they, they kind of ruined carlos and brad a bit in my opinion but um jill and nikolai and mikhail to be honest got really good upgrades um mikhail was only in it for i mean what two scenes three scenes and he really did steal the show for me mm-hmm. he also knew everything nikolai was doing yes that, See. where where he he saw through nikolai and was like funny how my team my platoon was like barricaded inside with these monsters funny how most of them died but you didn't yeah well, well it's, I, yeah. it's funny because he did give the he give the assignment of you know turn all the power on to jill instead of the guy who's actually on the outside already mm-hmm. so i mean that tells you a lot about how he didn't even trust his own guys, which obviously it's Umbrella Corps, you know, they're corrupt as all get out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 
Well, because the thing is with the Umbrella, um, the UBCS, they're they're literally Fall Guys, like hired Fall Guys. They literally they're they're a response team that are literally sent in for combat data. But uh, one thing I wanted to mention before we move on, I, we totally missed about it when we were talking about Carlos. Um, Carlos, and I know this may be a little bit controversial. I I like Carlos and I don't like Carlos at the same time. Um, we were talking about it after we played the game, like, we like Carlos, he's a cool everyday guy, and we, we find him relatable, and he's, he's, you know, he doesn't do anything stupid, we like him. However, in the same way that they didn't really use Brad's character, like, Brad being a coward, it didn't show up, Carlos never really exhibited any of the things that made him Carlos in the original. In the original, he was a cocky, like, asshole that was constantly, like, like hitting on Jill. Well, constantly, I say, like, once. He hit on Jill once. And the most important thing, and the biggest part of his arc, is that at some point, Carlos has a nervous breakdown in the original game. He goes, oh my gosh, our escape is gone. The helicopter blew up. Nemesis blew it up. We're dead. We're doomed. Let's just it's kill ourselves. It's hard to get. Yeah, but that's an optional, easy to miss cutscene. Wait, what? Of the helicopter blowing up and of Carlos reacting to it? No, no, no. Of Carlos reacting to it. You can miss that cutscene. The whole scene where Jill slaps Carlos. Yes. You can miss that? Yes. Wow, okay, I didn't know that, but from what I understood- Most cutscenes in the original, you can miss. It depends on what you get. It depends on the way you go about it. It also depends on what doors you open. Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a randomizer feature that I would have liked in the remake, but whatever. Um, my point we though- We kind of got that with Nightmare, where they changed the location of stuff, but it's yeah, not as much as- Mainly in it's the not city, as much. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Only in the city. Only After the city. that, the, the game forgot and was like, oh, let's mm. just do the same shit. Um, but no, but what I mean, though, is that Carlos still is supposed to have this part of him. Even if you if you skip that cutscene at the end, when the helicopter like when when Nikolai leaves on the helicopter, he's like, no, no, we can't give up. I'm not giving up. He He's supposed to have an arc about him, like not giving up like he, he learns to be resilient like Jill because he learns from watching Jill. And that's, like, that, how I thought Carlos's character was. And in this, there's none of that. He's just a cool dude. That's it. I, I'm i sorry, man, but this goes back to what you were saying about repurposing characters yeah. in a good way. I feel we get Carlos trying to be better just because what he sees Jill do. He constantly compliments mm. her, and he's constantly saying, this girl isn't like anybody we've ever seen. So we already have that without the the panic attack that he gets. Yeah, it just True. felt better what without him like... meaning to do it with words, you know? Like, it was with actions. It, it wasn't like it, they had to say it for the audience. It was like, you just learned that through Jill's strength, Carlos found his, you know? I, I get that, and I would have liked a panic attack because that's super fucking realistic, especially in the zombie apocalypse, mm -hmm. to be cursing and having a fucking panic attack. But at end of the day, I'm fine with what we got, and I'm still if we're if it's okay to say it, I prefer the original, and yeah. I prefer the original in every way. Uh, Carlos is good. Jill is good. I really love this Jill, but I prefer the original. 
Anyway, um, so we met um, the the UBCS at the subway um, in the story, and rightfully so, Jill is pissed off at them. They caused the outbreak. They fucking destroyed the man. Well, really, I should twi- uh, switch these around. They destroyed the mansion. They destroyed the city, and she has every right to be mad at them. Um, but she decides to work with them, uh, so she has to turn the subway back on, and then we go to the drain demoses. So this segment kind of caught me by surprise, especially since they. They kind of like force you to take uh, a parasite when you start yeah just to show you this one thing that'll happen in this one instance and never again in the game yeah that's the thing i thought they were establishing it and then it just never shows up again yeah that was a very weird um thing you know you get the lock pick you go in you see those herbs right before you walk in and then you play that for you know a good maybe 10 minutes you're walking around and you're like whoa these things are actually pretty scary and they're coming out from the ceiling and the floor you know all over the place you really gotta you know watch your watch your 12 i mean watch your six and well, watch uh, your 12 then, too <laughs> right watch and all nobody uh and then and then after that, it's uh, it's over. And I guess you, when you turn the power back on, you know, it destroyed the entire nest, and there weren't any of them yeah. <laughs> outside of the nest at the time. Anywhere that was every drain demos in the entire fucking city in that one hive. Yeah, I don't know. I actually went back into it after I destroyed the the transformer, and they still spawn as many. So oh wow, I think it's like I think it's like a never ending spawn zone. Shit, you that's know, like, good to know if you're trying to farm kills, then. Yeah, it's one of the recommended places to farm kills for the shotgun. Oh, shit. I didn't even realize that. Like, I, I actually, there, a part of me is happy that they weren't introduced in other areas of the game because they were. it was kind of annoying with the parasite status. You have to wait for your character to vomit. And, but it would have added something. Like, it would have added a, an extra tinge to what's going on, although it would have sucked, like, dealing with Nemesis with it, I guess. Did anyone actually see what happens if you don't cure yourself? Yes. I didn't do that. Yes, I did. Um, I didn't die from it, but I saw a brawling barb on Twitch. He died from it. Basically, if you have the parasite and if you take enough damage, she falls to the ground. The camera pans up to her like her head, and then you see the because they're not gonna model her stomach popping open. So they like show the spiders like crawling up her face. <laughs> oh wow. Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. Right. No, I, I, I got a lot of I got a lot of fucking weird death scenes that I did not want to see. But you know what? <laughs> You're gonna fucking hear about them now because I had to suffer through them. <laughs> um. Anyway, so the drain demo scene. We got a lot of story to go through. We we're fucking in there deep. So let's go ahead and blaze through these. Um. Yeah. To go through the drain demos, turn on the power. Then he had to use the route puzzle in the subway to 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 set the right route because Nemesis was chasing. Is you. that a puzzle? See, I don't even know if I call <laughs> any of these a fucking puzzle. To be honest there's only like four of them in the whole game yeah they're not really puzzles man well they they fucking require a solution of some sort so i'm calling them a puzzle for this for purposes of here shut up (laughs) they were puzzles okay they were puzzles but mild puzzles it's nothing like even the clock in resident evil one you know where there's so many different combinations to that Mm. that you know there's there's just a bunch of different combinations and you can screw it up and you have to start over and the everything. Clock? The clock? This was in, Oh, in Resident Evil One? Yeah, no G. Oh, okay. You know, in the yeah, main right. hall, yeah. right outside the main or the main dining room area. You know, it's you, you can go through I think it's I guess it would be sixteen at least different combinations and you could screw it up real easy. Mm-hmm. But for this it was you just kinda just jiggle it around and you'll get it no matter what. 
Oh, absolutely. There's a prime moment in my um, Twitch stream, my first time playthrough at the very full end of the um, the game where you're like mixing the solutions. I know I'm hopping a little bit. When you mix the solutions at that point, I accidentally brute forced it. <laughs> like I just mashed X yeah. to get through the text and I beat it. And I was like, wait, what? Oh, I solved it. Oh, okay. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's go ahead and move down. Um, <clears throat> Then when you've already activated the power, you have to run away from Nemesis with a rocket launcher. Now, I thought the rocket launcher was going to show up in more areas of the game, and it really only shows up in that one, which is a shame. <laughs> yeah, I got a question. So I played OG um, RE3 you know, years ago, so I don't right. remember, but I recall Nemesis showing up just in random mm. spots. Am I wrong? No, you're not. See, that's another... I, I was going to save this for the gameplay, but you're right. I'm, you know what? We're putting the gameplay in here because we're just talking about segments of the game. We might as well. Fuck it. <clears throat> but um, Nemesis does have the more moments where he shows up. He's supposed to be on your ass as you're exploring areas. But in this game, they kind of relegated him to certain times, like certain set pieces where he does chase you. Um... I don't know. It was fun, but I, that's not really what Nemesis was. Right. And I could tell about a mile away that it was coming. Um, I was talking to my girl over the phone. I was actually doing it on Twitch so she could watch me during the quarantine because, you know, we're practicing social distancing. Mm -hmm. And um, right after we finished the uh, the power plant and I go out and I'm like, oh, Nemesis is about to show up. Nemesis is about to show up. And um, it, it, Two seconds later, you walk right out and Nemesis shows up and it just, it was surprising, of course, a little bit, but I kind of saw it coming. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, running through the city with him chasing you is terrifying. It's fun. But, um, I, I wish that like was how... more of the game, you know, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But continue. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's um that, you know, it was kind of just, it was kind of. I could tell that it was going to happen and um, I didn't like that part because I like to be just shocked. Mm. And but I did like running through the city with him behind me because it just brought so much anxiety. And I mean, this is why I play horror games. I love the anxiety of a horror game because it's not consequential to my life. Well, yeah, it's for the adrenaline. And in three, in <clears throat> three in particular is supposed to invoke that adrenaline rush, too. It's not supposed to be a slow burn like two or one where you're supposed to feel that dread. Right, right. Three is like, oh, shit, the city is dangerous. The city is dangerous. Yes. Anyway, um, when you're running away from Nemesis at that point, did anyone catch the RE1 nod from the running away from the rolling head thing? Yeah. <clears throat> it's like the... No, I didn't catch it. It's the giant boulder. It's like the boulder in RE1 in the underground segment. Oh, okay, yeah. I hated that boulder. No, me too. That's why I hated the fact that it showed up again, and I was like, son of a bitch, again? <laughs> you know what sucks is that I died from it. Oh. And... And one of the tips is, like, all you have to do is run away no matter how incredulous this situation is. Yeah, yeah. Just keep and I'm like, it. fuck you. Listen, game, I know I need to run. It's just the way to run is, is different. Fuck off. It, it's actually funny. <laughs> PSA out there for anyone who's doing a rocket launcher run. You cannot run away fast enough with the rocket launcher. You need to unequip it and get the pistol or knife. Yeah, or just, like, unequip it. There you go. Yeah, exactly well, that's as it. you said. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I I sat there dying three times in a row. Like, why the fuck am I not running away fast enough until I got rid of my fucking rocket launcher? Like, great. 
I, I do like the fact that we're going through the game and we're just doing the gameplay as we're talking about the settings because it's going to be weird dipping back. So you know what? This is actually a good good way of doing this. We kind of skipped ahead because the the head running down is when Nemi already has the rocket launcher, but we still have the first boss fight with Nemi. I thought the boss fight was okay. I'm really liking the fact that we have a lot of environmental things that we can use to fight Nemi. There was? Yes. Yes. Yeah, well, the little the, the electrical things. Like, that was the coolest part. I ran through. I just grabbed my pistol and just, like, bah, shot it. And then he's on the ground. And I'm, I'm dipping as quickly as I can. It was such a cool move I did. I felt like I was James Bond or something. <laughs> yeah, no. This game makes... You and Jill feel like a fucking action hero because there's yeah, instances yeah. where you're blowing up barrels and you're killing out four or five zombies or you're stunning Nemesis and he'll drop an item, which great thing finally to bring that back from but fucking if I may, OG. Though, but if I may, though, you, you say that, yeah, you feel like an action hero. But again, this is what Resident Evil 3 original did, where it did up the zombie count and there were explosive barrels everywhere. Like, it did the exact same things, but I like how it doesn't cross that that edge of becoming over-the-top like RE4. It is still action-y right. and horror, but it is not where it's... Well, it does get there somewhat, and we'll get to that at the very end. But, like, I'm fine with that being at the very end, <laughs> you know? It, it's a good build-up. Right, right. Yeah, yeah, it's teething on yeah. getting to RE4. You can tell where RE4, what they were influenced by in RE3. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it wasn't over the top action where you felt like you were playing, you know, Halo or like you know, in Hitman, just going through a place and shooting everybody. Or it didn't fuck, feel like even that Resident all. Evil Five or Six, it doesn't feel like that. It, it, you, there's an obvious um, <clears throat> focus on your your inventory and the management, and even in that boss fight, as you guys were saying, you have to pay attention to the surroundings so you don't waste everything. Um, you know, yeah. you could just get behind a generator and like he he can't handle it. Maybe they'll patch that, but I was able to just stay there like almost the entire time. That was a pistol fight for you guys too, right? Yeah, that was a pistol fight for me. Not for me on my first. On my first, I was just using the shotgun. Oh, but they, See, no, I take it back. Terrified about you. Uh, I'm so sorry. Go ahead, Carl. Go ahead, George, my, my I'm bad. sorry. No, no, no. I, I fucking okay, okay. yelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm terrified of using any type of ammunition in RE. Always. Um, by the time I'm finishing the game, I have so much ammunition and so much, like, it's it's out of control. Mm. Um, but it makes me feel secure that I always <laughs> have that there for It's my me. blanket. My ammo blanket. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. I didn't even use the shotgun until, um, you know, the second Nemi fight. I, like, oh that was the first God. time I even pulled that out. And you, that's hilarious because the shotgun in this game is not that great against bosses. Really? Yeah, hmm. I think it's actually, for some reason, like, versus the second remake or whatever, the shotgun is more for fucking, like, zombies, in my opinion. Wow. Yeah, I guess I guess now that I think about it, it, I was trying to do it with the shotgun at first, and then it was easier just to use the grenade launcher. It was like, all right, this is easier. The game, actually, if you miss picking up the shotgun or the grenade launcher, it shows up underground in the sewers. So, like, the game really oh. wants you to use that fucking grenade launcher. <laughs> yeah, they, and those mine, um, the mine grenades, mm -hmm. those were really cool. Those were those were cool. I didn't use them too much. I had a bunch left at the end of the game, obviously. But during that Nemi fight where he's just 
going buck wild and well let's know, get there hold on Let, let's across. get there let's get there so we cut from that uh segment from me um from getting the subway o- online and then basically you hear that tyrell and carlos have to go away um to the rpd station to find someone um his name is dr nathaniel bard and uh they need to go get him so it fades to black for jill and we see carlos entering the rpd so um the rpd segment anything you guys want to <laughs> go ahead and throw in first before i go into it well, I know you had a Carlos. huge beef. I yes. know you had a huge beef with the very first thing you encounter right when you start the RPD before you even go in. Yes, yes, that is something I, I, I just I feel like you have very, very iconic scenes in this game. Nemesis jumping through the window in the RPD. Brad dying to Nemesis at the RPD. Like there. Jill and, and Adrian's right. It should have been Jill because it's her fucking place of work that she's going back to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, 100%. I mean, yes, that's where she works. She would under she would know everything and, you know, how to get around and stuff. But, you know, since I don't remember too much from the third one, I didn't mind it that it was Carlos and them, but now that you mention it, yeah, it probably would have been better that it was her. I think they wanted to throw in a little bit like oh here's the assault rifle go nuts with it more carlos time um yeah. right exactly and um but uh i did enjoy with him in the rpd and you know i liked that all the i mean spoil i mean we're doing spoilers yeah, already but all the combinations were the same yes, um, yes for that all was the fun. lockers and the safe and i was like damn that was that was that was pretty cool for me yeah and you were gonna be saying this a lot too where it's like you know, I had fun, but now that we say it, it does sound like it could have been better. That is literally, like, the underlining thing of this game. And it sucks because it is such a good game. All right. <laughs> I'm glad we all had that moment of silence there. Jump in. <laughs> I don't know if I agree. You're saying exactly that There's there's things in this game that make it a good game. Mm-hmm. But there were things that were omitted if they had an extra year would have made it a great game. 100%. Like you you mentioned about maybe 30 seconds ago that Jill was, oh, I'm doing this for them, the people in the next car. Wouldn't it have been great if we got to see more of the fucking city and save survivors and brought them in? Or later on, and I'm sorry to skip this, but to give more reason to Jill going to the police station. Actually, this is going back. Sorry. <laughs> Jill, after Kendo, when Kendo gives you the key to the alleyway that gives you a way to the RPD. Even so, you pass the fucking parking lot of the RPD. She should have gone to the RPD. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. The fact that she finds the damn lockpick on some random corpse jill the master of unlocking and she doesn't go to the cop station yeah to her old office office. yeah why the fuck are you bringing marvin back and not have him interact yeah that was that was one of the biggest sins that i was like marvin's back i'm sorry i'm sorry i have a lot of bitching to do. no this is this is why i let you guys have the ground for uh first because i know i'm gonna go ham on it so no you're right i agree with you why bring marvin back if he's just gonna do nothing and disappear for the rest of the game yeah, that was very odd. And when I saw Marvin, I was like, oh, my God, it's so cool. But it was a quick, literal three-second cameo. And then, poof, he's gone. And I don't think it's a it's a satisfactory replacement for how Brad dies. 
I don't feel like it was like worth the exchange of Brad getting killed by Nemesis and this scene. I, I would have preferred seeing Brad die to Nemesis as opposed to having an explanation as to how Marvin got bit. Like I really didn't need an explanation for that. If they really wanted the whole Marvin got bit thing to call back to the line that he throws to Leon where uh, if you see one of those things, uh, uniform or not, don't make the same mistake well, he I did. did. Yeah. Don't hesitate. If they really wanted that, at least have Jill kill Brad. Because it would have made more emotional sense to have Jill kill Brad than Carlos, who has no affiliation at all with this character, to just straight up kill him. It also kind of makes his ID kind of pointless. Because the whole reason why yeah. in the original, like, you had his ID because it was a shortcut instead of having to go get Jill's ID. Yeah. But, oh, uh, there's a there's a there's another thing I just wanted to point out. Mm. Uh, in Nightmare and Inferno mode, Brad comes back again. Yes, he does. He finds you Ooh, in the safety deposit bo- in the safety deposit room. Like he comes back. What, did you did you still, see him the other time? There's one time before that he shows up. Yeah, he's walking outside in yeah, the window. He's in the windows in the liquor hallway. <laughs> But he doesn't drop the ID card. I still don't know where the ID card is. Oh, um, you know what? I was speed running, so I just said, fuck it. I'm not picking up anything. But Me um, too. Like, yeah. at that point, I was like, fuck, I'll do a speed run, I guess. Well, that's how you do speed runs. You just fucking ignore shit. I ignored the fucking shotgun. So, <laughs> anyway. I mean, we all got to ignore stuff. It's it's an it's sort of a Japanese anime to a certain degree. You know, Jill is suspended <laughs> from the forest, but she still has her gun and her badge. Well, it's, They've never watched an American uh, cop drama? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, funny thing, uh, you know, shocker, we skipped something. I'm going to go ahead and just touch it real quick. We skipped the sewers and the gammas. Um, the gammas look different. They're way bigger. Fuck the gammas. Fuck those gammas. They're instant kills now. I don't know how I feel about that. I fucking hate it. Yeah. Yes, so- I hated them too. So much tension. Fuck. They're, yes, they're, they've, yes, they're good so at creating much. tension and doing their job at being scary. It's just and running like, away. F- yeah. And running away. Yeah, they do that run away. That was the silliest thing, how they ran away from me. I'm like, come back here, you dumb bitch. <laughs> and then it's just running back into its hole almost. Yeah, yeah. Just to sort of get you uh, off guard, even though it's like huge and you think it would just push into you and eat you in two seconds. <laughs> but But actually, I think that factors into this because there was a note. I wonder if you guys saw it. Well, obviously you guys saw it, but um, there's a note that was like from the doctor that created them, and it was like my uh, my loving Ooh. creatures, I love them so much, and you know don't it's, people say that you're terrible because you have a weakness to fire, but honestly, uh, they're just <laughs> endearing character traits of yours. Why can't they see that? I thought that was the most Resident Evil like classic Resident Evil note I've read in a very long time. <laughs> I I'd like to point out also if you don't read the note and you still kill them with fire, Jill will say, oh, fire hurts you, huh? Yeah, yeah. Was that only on assisted, or was that on all modes? No, on all modes. Okay, because I noticed that she started saying things like that more on assisted. Like, huh, that seems to work. Like, if you used acid rounds on the hunters, she goes, acid, that works. Same with, like, uh, for the parasite uh, zombies. Oh, headshots. Gotta do headshots. Like, she'll say that shit, which is great. I actually love that shit. I I like her ad-libs a little bit more than the RE2 ones. Well, I like Claire's, but Leon's just kept on making me laugh. Son of a bitch. What the fuck? (laughs) 
Like, is Jesus funny? Christ. Yeah, he was just funny to me. So I liked that they kind of cut that out and it's more for like relevant gameplay stuff. But it's not too over the top like exposition like RE6 where it's like, okay, there's a monster. Looks like I'll need to hit it when the weak point is activated. And then I can, it's like, oh my God, like stop. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, so that that was it um, with the sewers. Uh, we fought Nemesis. We went to the RPD. We talked about that. Um, yeah, can we yeah. talk about Tyrell magic? What's Tyrell magic? I'm glad you asked. Yes, I'm intrigued. Tyrell magic is the fact that this gentleman is able to get from location to location off screen with no help, just completely on his own. And we're just expected to be like, oh, yeah, no, he just, yeah, Tyrell? No, he made it here. He's fine. (laughs) Hmm. That is true, because he's even like, oh, um, I'm going up, I'm, I'm going up to you right now. And then right after that, uh, I mean, he just shows up literally in every spot, like in the nick of time. He he's yeah. better than fucking Carlos and Jill. He's really fucking good at surviving. Really? Because later on, he isn't. Well, true. <laughs> but in that situation, he was with a main character. You see, his secret is that if you're not with the main characters, you can get by without getting killed. Wow. I don't know. Yeah, he's great. He's great. He was- I, I was always kind of fishy about him, too, because when he was with Carlos, I was like, oh, does he want to kill Bard or, you know, whatever. Oh, is he with be. Nikolai, Cause too? Carlos, yeah. Right, because Carlos keeps saying, like, oh, we need to take, you know, we need to go and protect Bard or do this or whatever. And then he's like, no, we have to do the objective or, you know, he's oh, take him into custody. Him I see task. what you mean. Yeah. Right, right. He's trying to he's trying to keep him on task, but I felt as though at first that he was, you know, doing something malicious. Mm-hmm. But no, nah, man, he he was a stand-up guy the entire game. Honestly, I think they wanted you to feel that. They wanted you to go cuz I think he was actually like, "Oh no, we have to do the mission," and then was convinced right. otherwise as things went to shit. Because remember, most of these UB uh UMBCS guys or you whatever, most of them, they're just randos. As you read a lot of the notes, they don't have any real training. They were taken straight out of prison or out of situations that they'd be fucked. So it's like, "We were here and we need to do the mission." And then he's like, "Man, fuck the mission. <laughs> we need to live." Yeah, yeah, we we even had one that committed suicide. What? When? Uh, well, we caught him after the fact. But as soon as you get oh, out of yeah. seeing Murphy, you That's go to the right. right. There's a guy with a suicide note who was like, I've survived the Middle East. I've survived Afghanistan. I've survived prison. This shit, I'm taking the easy way out. Call me a coward. I don't care. Yeah. And he had handgun ammo. Andy had had some useful handgun ammo. Um, The note, the note of the guy in the fucking um, drain demo scenario where he's like, I'm sorry, mom, I wanted to go find out where you were. And it's like, ah, ah, you fucker. Don't make me feel feels as I'm getting deep throated. This is weird. Um, anyway, that so... That doesn't happen to you, George, huh? Getting well, feels while you're deep-throated? Listen, okay, I have to work past my gag reflex. Jill doesn't seem to have one, okay? <laughs> I, I don't know. It, 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 apparently, they can't... By the way, that's another thing that really, like, as a hypochondriac, the idea of having parasites in you and you can't vomit it out because they latch on, like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. I never want this thing on my character ever again. Stop. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You could and, and you could trigger to have it happen again in the in the in the Dimos maze or whatever. Oh I yeah, did like no. the animation, the animation in the um in your inventory list 
with the little bugs just like yeah very clever like, oh, UI. oh that's cool looking yeah 100 percent um and we're ready we're pretty much done with the first segment of the game um we've reached the halfway point uh after uh oh well really quick before we move on from the rpd carlos blows up a wall but it's only one of the walls that are actually blown up in the rpd <laughs> like did it yeah yeah um see we the, never we never touched on the third floor at all. We never touched on that. Nope. And th- that wall is completely intact in this game. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 100%. I'm very was, confused. Um, because in the in the Twitter, the Resident Evil Twitter, they put a picture and then uh, of that wall and was like, hmm, I wonder what caused such destruction. And now we don't know. Still. I just want to know, um, you know, Carlos taking all the supplies and the lockers really screws Claire and Leon for later. <laughs> Oh my oh, that, god! That was that was what Marvin was doing. As soon as you took shit out of the fucking lockers, <laughs> Marvin <laughs> restocked everything. Oh no! That explains why you worker. have a hip pouch and shit because it was his. He's just like, oh fuck! Well, you here, hold this to hold more shit. He ran out of stuff to give. <laughs> and in the safe deposit room, were did they do it the right way? Where the ones that were open were open, yes. and then the ones that were closed were closed. They did it the right way. They, well, they did it in an easy way because if you don't have two and three. You could only open the, buttons, yeah. the one O's like on the right, so just those. Right. Oh, okay, okay. Because I could remember. I was like, oh, I don't remember if it was these or whatever. But I did remember that the gun that was in the locker behind mm-hmm. wasn't there. Yeah, yeah. It's but it was still locked. Yeah. Right. It, the thing is, it's there. It's just not there in this game. <laughs> it's very, <laughs> it's very weird. They just can't see it. Also, did anyone try looking at a door as Carlos? the the spade door yeah actually let's let's talk about that shit because he's the only character in canon to say who fucking builds a weird door like this it's not necessarily true (laughs) because uh what's his name ethan and seven does say that he's like who builds this shit i mean someone did do it but you're right he go but he doesn't just do that he goes this is a weird fucking door (laughs) yeah and tyrell's like never mind that come down here one one last thing for for Carlos. One last thing, if you go into uh, the officer room where they have the welcome Leon sign, mm-hmm. you if you aim your gun with Carlos at the sign, Carlos will say, "Welcome Leon. I hope you had a kick ass first day." <laughs> or yeah, well, I bet you had a kick ass first day. Yeah, I remember this. Yeah, thing. yeah. Sorry, sorry. That was the right one. Yeah. No, no. It's funny that there's all these Leon references and poor Claire gets nothing. But then again, what would you reference? <laughs> like, she has no real connection to anything in that building. A- Adrian, I'm kind of confused. I never actually checked, but um, does this beret show up in her office? Because I remember in RE2 remake, her beret is on her table. Uh, I don't remember. To be honest with you, so, I guess I'm going to have to play two again today. Yeah, I mean, because if, if it's on the fucking table in the office, then how is it also in her apartment? Unless she has multiple berets. Well, also, yeah. we never really understood the reason for the dog picture. The golden retriever. The dog picture's everywhere. The dog picture is is on a missing poster, on a found person's poster. It's in the news. So they reused it everywhere. Yeah, but why does Jill have it? Well, why doesn't Jill have a dog? That's fine. I mean, whatever. It, no, I'm fine with Jill having a dog. I just want to know what happened to the fucking dog. <laughs> well, I mean, there are plenty of Cerberuses in the city to sort of give you an idea. 
Oh, don't tell me that. I shot Bro, one of them. Bro, come on. I mean, it, it, okay. If it wasn't for the fact that Raccoon City had a very strict Doberman-only policy, we would have probably seen her dog. <laughs> a Doberman-only policy? I love it. I would have loved to see, like, a poodle that was zombied. Oh, my gosh. It's what a city. Why does everyone have a fucking Doberman? But whatever. Um, let's let, We're halfway through the game, guys. We're almost there, and we can start talking about the extra stuff. Um, so we get through the RPD station. Uh, fucking fighting a shit ton of zombies is Carlos, and then Carlos gets a ra- a radio call from Jill, and he's all like, "Oh my god, Jill, are you okay?" And she's like, "Yeah, I'm okay. How about everyone else?" Nope, no, not so much. <laughs> what do you mean? Everyone's there. dead. <laughs> a train derailment, just like Zero. Um, so we're getting to my favorite line in the game, guys. I'm pretty fucking excited. Yes, yes, so, um, yes. fucking Carlos gets the call. Jill tells him about the fucking crash. And then we cut over to Jill moments before the fucking RPD station. So we see her leaving the crash and then escaping the fire, getting on a bridge. And here it comes. The best line in the game. Nemesis comes out of the fiery wreckage, running like a madman and dumping himself into the river because Jill is on a bridge on a river. And Jill looks at that and goes bitch can't even swim bitch can't even swim <laughs> that made me laugh too much dude when it happened i had to I pause it's the game so good i was it's laughing. so good it's so good. But it was it was great animation too because you felt like nemesis was on fire and he was feeling it mm-hmm. and he didn't like that at all and then when he went into the water and just, it was just a perfect way to cap it all off and you know subsequently we know what happens i i I kind of broke it down to three different reasons to why it made me laugh one the delivery jill does an amazing job of the delivery as you say she just says it in such a believable way that you're just like of course second what a thing to shame someone on. Like, you bitch can't even swim. You know, like people who aren't bitches that can swim. Like, I, I didn't understand that part. And then the third reason is, Jill, who are you talking to? The fact that you're saying this to yourself just makes me so happy. <laughs> it, was, it was a cocky moment from her. It like, really is. It really yeah, was. fuck you, guy. But, yeah, it was It was good. Um, I, th- I think she was more making fun of not that he can't swim, that – Oh, he can do everything. He can use weapons. He can do this. He's smart, but bitch can't even swim. <laughs> oh my god, that wait that makes way more sense now that you explain it that way. Wow. That's true. It's like, wow, this fucking unkillable monster machine. They designed it for everything, right. but it can't even fucking swim. They forgot to do the swimming part. I mean, they just didn't figure they just didn't put that in and he just you know, he couldn't handle it, apparently, for a couple of seconds. But, go ahead. There's, there's something I want to bring up. Yeah, uh, go for it. To just, to just kind of go to the next part. I, I, I'm sorry about this. No. But we get to the second form of Nemesis. Yes. Which is vastly different than the original second form of Nemesis. Correct. Uh, th- this one is uh, affectionately called Dog Nemesis or Dog Nemi. Because he's just on four legs and shit. But, but in the original, you know when we got original- that naming convention, right? I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you off, but we get that naming convention because we call fucking Resident Evil Two Birkin Dog Birkin. Yeah, <laughs> but continue. Anything on, four leg- anything on four legs is a dog. Is and- a dog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and this fucking dog can run on walls. But in the original uh, Resi Three, we have his tentacle like all out, and he's just. 
running around, still on two legs, still bipedal. Mm-hmm. My question to both of you gentlemen, which do you prefer, dog nemesis or tentacle nemesis? Well, I mean, um, I would have preferred him to keep his like rocket launcher for just a little bit longer, I guess. Mm-hmm. But um, no, I, I really did like this. It reminded me of a... Uh, I can't think of um, which one it is. I think it's in Lord of the Rings where they have these like dog you know, things that kind of reminded me of Nemesis. But when he was running all around me, and then the first time I'm playing a game, I'm like trying to shoot him with my pistol. Like, what the fuck oh, am I doing? Oh, God, you're an idiot and, using the uh, pistol in that fight. Like, by that point, man. Well, no, <laughs> only, only when he was running around, because I'm like, I can't I can't hit him with a shotgun, obviously, at this point, uh, with the grenades. Right, and right. I was like, oh, I got the mine grenades. But that was a really cool area to give you the mine grenades. But the first time I used it, he's running around, running around. I throw it on a trailer. Boom. Perfect. I'm like, got that fucker. He lands right on top of me. <laughs> I'm like, what, what is you, this? You Literally got him and he got you. <laughs> right on top of me. Yep. Oh, my God. No. Um. And to answer on my end, which one I prefer, I, I kind of prefer the, the more humanoid one. I feel like the reason why I liked Nemesis was that it took longer for him to get into that dog form. He was mainly humanoid mm. for the majority of the game in the original. Like, Birkin went into, like, dog form and shit, and he had his moments and stuff. But, like, every fucking Resident Evil pursuer does this shit. Remember in Zero? in the At the end of Zero, when the Leech Queen turns into a giant bipedal or... Quad quadruped yeah. quadruped thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they always turn into like some sort of four-legged monster thing. And it's like I liked how Nemesis was still a nemesis, a rival. He was humanoid, you know what I mean? And yeah, he did turn into a monster at the end, but I don't know. I, I didn't I I know the moment I saw Dog Nemesis. Um, you could see in the stream my face, I go, Oh, okay. Alright, this is him now. <laughs> After that, it was um, it was a done deal that we weren't going to get, you know, bipedal, you know, stalking you everywhere yeah. you go. And therefore, you couldn't even be chased by him anymore because it would have been just too easy for him to gobble you up. Well, he wouldn't fit in any of the other areas. He's just literally true, for that true, boss true. fight. You know what I mean? It's like, but that's the thing. You kind of stopped a nemesis from being nemesis halfway through the game. And by the way, it sounds like we're talking shit about this game a lot. We did like this game a lot, right, guys? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. It's just, it's different. It's just very it's different. It's just easy to, it's easy to poke holes in things that you really like, mm. I feel like. And, you know, we want to be honest with it you know we love this game we love resident evil but you know no game's perfect so we're gonna we're gonna poke holes a little bit in it no 100 percent um also i feel i feel if we don't poke holes into it we're doing a disservice true we have to be honest with who we are we're we're very very biased as resident (laughs) evil this isn't breath of the wild let's chill Oh my god! Um, but moving on from that boss fight, really quick, we, we uh, Jill gets infected. Um, it's by a, like a spine that like Nemesis throws at her, as opposed to like the tentacle just hitting her. I, I yeah, don't it's know. a porcupine fucking uh, prick. But she he needed to lose his arm in the gate for that thing to shoot out. I guess. I get yeah. Your guess is as good as mine. Yeah. Although we don't see him when Carlos comes to get her, because that's like in the following cutscene. Where several yeah. hours later, Carlos shows up. I fucking hate it. Well, actually, why are we not playing the several hours later? Yeah, why are, no. we, why are we skipping all of that? 
Why is I have a feeling that's gonna be DLC to be honest. That 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 is gonna be the clock tower segment. It's gonna be Oh my god, here we go again. But but regardless, hold on. Before we even get to that, we're forgetting the fact that Nemesis infects Jill, loses his arm, and then leaves for Nikolai to show up, not like ten minutes later, before the even like several hours later thing shows up. Yeah, he was watching from the balcony somewhere. He was just there, obviously, the whole time. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, no. So Jill's yeah, that infected. Was silly. Yeah, Jill's infected. Carlos finds her, brings it, brings like. Here's another thing. Carlos brings Jill to the hospital with no problems. Like I, re- I distinctly remember dealing with a lot of shit in the original. Getting to the hospital. Yeah, I was gonna say I loved. I, I was like, oh, we about to get a cool like you know, scene or not even a scene or we'll be able to play with Jill on our back, you know, and you got to run through a certain amount or whatever. No, no. You just go straight to the hospital. No problems, no issues. Just just beeline to the hospital. But not even like it's that Tyrell magic. I guess it's the Tyrell magic off camera. (laughs) You're able to survive anything. I'm telling you, the hospital is a little different this time around. Um, There's no more church scene because in the original, you bring her to a church and then you clear out the way to the hospital to bring her the stuff from the hospital in. But now you bring her directly to the hospital. So it's a little different. Um, Anyone want to say anything about the hospital uh, segment of getting Jill the cure? Uh, I kind of like how the tape recorder was, uh, kind of like yeah. more useful in a way and not such a, oh, we have to get a tape cassette because it's not going to automatically be loaded in there. Hmm. And I do like how Carlos says, what kind of sci-fi bullshit is this? Yeah. You know, with the whole fucking, you got to <laughs> use yep. your voice print. Um, the hunters were really cool. Uh, right. I love the intro to them is just like Resident Evil 1. A lot of RE1 yeah, yeah. callbacks, like, right? I noticed it. The whole fucking game is a callback to RE1. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's either a callback to RE1 or teasing us with a Resident Evil Code Veronica remake. P- take your pick. It's either one. I it's either know. one. I don't know. We're, we'll get into that that tease later when we're inside the lab. But um, right now with the Hunters, you mentioned the Hunters really quick. That instant kill is so hard to read. Yeah, yeah. But it's really great and satisfying when you dodge it with a fucking haymaker. Yes, the haymaker yes. is really cool. But like since it's not a dodge and you've been playing around like 60 to 70 percent of the game with a dodge, it's really hard to unlearn. <laughs> See, I never got really good with Jill's dodge. You know, I, I wasn't ever an expert on it, and I felt like I it was a lot more natural to do Carlos's push or haymaker when you get it perfect. Mm-hmm. And and the the perfect thing actually does give you a little bit of an invincibility frame. It's just that the follow up yeah. punch leaves you so fucking vulnerable as opposed to Jill's like dive. I don't know. It just fucked with me all the time. Um, Adrian, would you ever have thought that like the guy from the video or video the the audio cassette tape in RE3 original would be a character in this? No, I never thought. <laughs> He's there for I one also, puzzle. <laughs> I also never thought this the game would be um I don't how can I put this? That the game would spoon feed you the fucking vaccine. Like, yeah. Oh, it's the one computer screen that's still on. It's a cutscene. You open the door, boom, vaccine. 
Well, I think you when it. you guys first saw when you first saw Bard, uh-huh. you know, he just um he, he doesn't really say anything about it. I mean, he says his little line, I guess. But I didn't know how Bard had died until we played it with Jill. Oh, she told me. no, Carlos, Carlos says, uh, well, there's a gunshot wound. He says there's a gunshot wound in his head. Yeah, I just I didn't put it two and two together. Oh, that it was you know <laughs> Jill, Nikolai. That line was written just for you, Cardo. <laughs> just for Jill. To yeah, say. I was like, oh, thank you, because I compl- that went way over my head. It's I was do- like, oh, it's you know, Dr. Maybe Nathaniel Bard, or whatever. Cardo, this means he was killed by Nikolai. <laughs> <laughs> just speaks directly to him. Um, but and but she looks at me and winks. <laughs> yep, with with her fucking live action face. Um, but no, Adrian, funny story that you mentioned that I, I have a feeling the existence of this D- Dr. Nathaniel Bard character is literally only as a response to people who are like, Carlos can't make a cure. He doesn't know anything about science. I know this because I was one of them. <laughs> so I now can't say that. You're the reason we don't a get that puzzle, that <laughs> shitty puzzle. You're the reason. Yep. I guess so. <laughs> Fuck. Well, I do like that because, you know, in I just replayed RE1 recently, like last week, and, you know, we were all talking about it while we were playing. But one of the things I noticed was Chris, he never touches, like, the medical supplies. He's like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really, really smart because, you know, you, you need Rebecca and Rebecca's around and stuff. And I thought that was really cool. But, uh, I mean, I'm not sure if you let her die from the haunter. Or the hunter. <laughs> I wish if, it was a haunter. You know, who does that? Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah. So I did enjoy that. That uh, I, I I do understand what you're saying. That yeah. Why would Carlos know anything about mixing a vaccine? But he's also, you know, I'm pretty sure that all soldiers are kind of trained a little bit in it, medicine. It doesn't even need to bit. go there because the thing is, is like yeah. the the game gives you a note. And you could pretty much, like, the same way Claire knows how to make a serum at the end of the original, they get a note that explains everything in a way for dummies. You know what I mean? Like, put the this-shaped thing in here. Oh, this. Okay. And then they just do it exactly. Mix the green vial with the blue vial, and you'll get the yellow vial. (laughs) Yeah, that's how chemicals work. (laughs) Scientists call them that. The blue vial. But um, <laughs> anyway, let's keep moving. Um, yeah, that was all I want to mention for the hospital. They 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 added the horde segment. That's that's the thing we're. Well, they added to the here. political thing. Did you guys get the political thing where the guy who's the senator who's apparently in line to become president? Yeah, Mayor or, Warren. You know, he's gonna run for president. Mayor Warren. I really. Yeah. Oh, it was Mayor Warren. Okay, it was it, that was really cool. That, you know, he was all he was doing was like, oh, I'm sucking up to the political guy because he's going to be able to help me. And, uh, you know, it didn't work out. You know what the worst part (laughs) of that is? You know what the funniest part about that is? Actually, he sold himself out to the Umbrella Corporation to get that position of power. But at the same time, Umbrella is sabotaging him so that they could put irons in uh, in power because he's running for mayor in the next one before all this happened. Right, right, right. So I, I think that's also just interesting that Umbrella's just like, yeah, no, we'll make your dreams come true, whoever you are. We're going to fuck you over, like, immediately after. <laughs> but, um, yeah, right. yeah the Horde. No, 100%. Um, the Horde, though, fucking, um, it's a little bit different this time. It, it's like the Horde from the gas station in the original, but it's the Horde that's trying to get to Jill and not Nemesis. How do we, how do we feel about that? Uh... 
it should have been Nemesis, but I'm fine with a zombie horde because we don't really get we didn't really get a horde into really. So I'm fine with three oh, we having did. a horde. We got a horde into, but it was Where? uh it was called fucking Ghost Survivors, my friend, and it was Daniel the detective in the gas station. Fuck, yeah, no, no, no. That was a sheriff, not a detective. <laughs> fuck. Also, also, fuck off. That's like non-canon <laughs> shit. Um, so yeah, the horde is the horde. It was fine. I wish it was Nemesis, but whatever. Um, the next part after that, you wake up as Jill, um, after being given the cure by Carlos, uh, Tyrell is in the room, just basically futzing around on the computer. Hold on, hold on. Now, now I get to say my beef. Okay. Yeah, All right, there you go. So oh, Jill. here it is. Okay, go for it. I, I'm Jill. You, you, you get the serum, and then she, she gets up from the bed, and she has, because I had it equipped, the grenade launcher on her back. Yes. She was laying down <laughs> on a grenade launcher the entire time. Or, I mean, it, you know, it's obviously the animation or whatever, but it was the first thing I was like, bro, that is the most uncomfortable position oh my God. in the planet. And, uh, I mean, I just couldn't get I couldn't get out of my head for some reason. I don't <laughs> know why that little detail stuck in me, but I was like, who would have their grenade launcher on their back while they're, you know, knocked out for God knows how long, how many hours? I, I could chalk that up. So like, oh, you know, that's video games, you know, it, it doesn't, it can't account for the fact that you have it, you know, there's no way that it knows. But, but you know what's more of an issue? The fact that I walked into this fucking area after curing Jill and all this with like five first aid sprays and a shit ton of ammo that I'm not going to use and I can't give it to Jill? Yeah, put it in the item box for her. Yeah, no. man. Nah. Nah, that, that's item Carlos's. <laughs> Yeah, that's his profile. You gotta go. You, you gotta go on his profile to even use his. To log into your That was very weird box. since it's all one box. Yeah, right. But it has different profiles. You're right. It's got like this interface. So you gotta log in. Do you have the item box app? <laughs> That'll make this go by right, faster. Right. Uh, anyway, we're almost done with the game, guys. We're at the final stretch. Um, we got after that. You wake up as Jill. You either go around and look for items in the hospital, or you go straight into the underground segment, which is the warehouse. The warehouse has been rigged up with uh, traps by Nikolai. Um, I'm not really sure when or how he had the time to do this, but whatever. He's there and he did it. And you run through that segment. Um, anyway, so you go through the trap. Um, Nikolai, um, you know, sets up all these things. You go through it. Fucking, you manage to catch up with him, but he, I don't even know, um, Silent Hill Josh, Silent Hill Homecoming Joshua's and just disappears before you even get there. Um, but at that point, she looks at the screen, you find out more about the underground lab and what's going on, and then you meet up with Tyrell. Um, Tyrell, again, I just, what's up? I didn't expect to be in a lab at the very end of the game. I mean, that was just... That was so shocking. out of shocking. the normal for Resident Evil. Like, what are they, the thing you and, joke and the automatic doors and the automatic doors. That's how you know you're at the end game. The automatic doors are there. But the thing that pisses me off about this lab in particular, um, it doesn't it doesn't look like any lab from any other game. It looks like Mass Effect to me. Hmm. Did anyone get that, or am I the only one who felt that vibe? I've never played Mass Effect, so I can't tell you. Ah, fuck. I do have to say, I hate the unoriginality of the name. Nest 2. Like, oh, God, right. yeah. Yeah, no. And I hate how little we explore of this. Just like how little we explored in uh, Remake 2 of the lab. Like, I feel we yeah. got way more yeah. of the lab in OG 2 compared mm. to yes. Remake 2. And in 3, we had a whole fucking factory to look out through. 
which was the dead factory instead of this fucking copy paste let's take all the assets from fucking remake 2 no and just put it here. but see that's the thing that upsets me is that they could have taken all the assets from remake 2 do you remember what the lab looked like in remake 2 it was gray it had a lot of like steel and like white yeah. it was very like yeah. um ipod-esque you There's, know what i mean that maybe not with- it was very drastically it was drastically different from every other setting in 2 where it was almost you can't forget it it was like modern and smooth and that shit and then you yeah. go to the lab in this game and it's like it's like a fucking halo map it's like yellow caution tape mm-hmm. patterns everywhere and things are bulbous it just i felt like where the fuck did i just enter and you know what the craziest part is all of that would have been fixed if they just left the name undead factory yeah, mm. that would have been a better name for it. Because the original no. name for that segment is Undead Factory, and what were they doing in there? Making undead. So it's not Whoa. it's not Nest. It's not the Nest. So why the fuck are you calling it Nest Two? <laughs> they just can't come up with ideas. Sometimes I mean they just you can't it's like I just put a two behind. You it. can't come up with an idea from something you already have the answer to in the previous game. Like, I mean, the most innovative idea in 2019 was. Yoda as a baby. I mean, oh, the, the, the bar isn't very high. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, but um, yeah, no. So that's really all I got to say about the lab. It is extraordinarily short, so there really isn't much to talk about. But you just go and you really synthesize another cure, um, or you actually synthesize a cure, and then Carlos just finds one. That's right. Um, so yeah. Uh, so after that, you, you get the cure. Nemesis grabs you, um, and you run away from him in a quick time event. And you continue to run away from him until uh, Nemesis Fight 3. So this is where the final fight is with Dog Birkin. Uh, oh, you have something to say? Quick. Yeah. Um, so real quick, as we said about Jill earlier in the sewers and dealing with the two hunters, if you don't read the file on how to do the virus, um, the vaccine, excuse me, she'll give a detailed layout of why she grabbed this item if you do read the file, the essay on vaccine. Oh, yeah. Whatever. She pulls out but some intense science knowledge. Yeah. But if you don't, she literally goes, I assume this is for a virus. <laughs> <laughs> I assume this is for a vaccine. Oh, my God. I need to try that. I don't think I've ever done that. I always right. get her going, ah, yes, this is used for the hemoglobins within this. And I'm like, oh. Okay, Joe. <laughs> what it actually does is cure bronchitis. She didn't know that. I mean, that would have been fantastic. It's actually Dr. Nathaniel Bard's insulin. Um, he's actually a diabetic. Uh, <laughs> just oh God, completely something benign. Just like poor guy. That dude sounded like a dick. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Nobody poor guy. Nobody diabetes on anybody, though. <laughs> true. 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 But still, that dude was. A Either way, we're not talking about the boss fight. Are we ready to move on to the boss fight? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I I hated this boss fight so fucking much. I have never, never in my my years of playing Resident Evil said to myself, you know what this boss fight needs? Add-ons. I I don't understand why we feel the need for fucking zombies. Because it's like you're fighting him. You think the whole thing is getting him under the fucking, you know, vials or the acid vats or whatever, and then you can put it on. Nope, nope. Just shoot him a bunch. (laughs) No, you shoot them a bunch and then zombies come in 
and then you have to deal with two or three of them at a time. And this is the only instance where I say shotgun's good for a boss fight. Yeah, no, that's the thing, though. The shotgun was made for that fucking boss fight because it's like killing zombies without thinking about it. And you can just focus on the real fight. Dude, on hardcore, there are so many fucking times I died because of a zombie bite, not even because of Nemesis. Well, that's interesting. I actually had a pretty okay time with um that fight. And I say that fight because the next one. <laughs> oh, no. The next one is like what led me from trying to beat the game at 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. Oh, God. <laughs> I died a lot on that fight, bro. Bro. You saw my results. I was at 34 deaths. A good 15 of that was there in that last boss fight. But still, this boss fight, I fucking hate it. I hate these last two boss fights. Yeah, I kind of wish we had um, at least one more boss fight with the humanized version, with uh, the humanoid nemesis. But whatever, you know, we're, we're here now, so let's just focus on what yeah. we got. Um, but yeah, we kill him. At, well, we think we kill him. But we know we never can kill him, and we run away. <laughs> I mean, I, it's you got a funny trophy that says "Dead the Nemesis Dead." Yeah, or something like that. Mark. I like that trophy. The, one of the first ones you get, the first uh, trophies you get is "Lean on Me," and it was it was on Friday, and that was the day that Bill Withers passed away. Oh my God! Very very coincidental. Yeah, that's um, coincidental. I highly it, doubt they meant that. But that hit me. That hit me a little bit. I was like, wow, man. Like, I even made a note about it. I texted the group, but uh, yeah, it hit me a little bit. Oh, wow. Then the time. The thing is, this game is like such a weird amalgamation of coincidences. Like, the coronavirus outbreak happens at the exact same time. The Bill Withers date yeah. that you mentioned. Um, the fact yeah. that it suffers the exact same problems that the original does. Like, <laughs> this is a whole bunch of coincidences that I don't think anyone can plan. <laughs> anyway, we're at the home stretch, guys, so we'll go ahead and finish this out. Um, and I know I've said that like three times, but for real, we're at the final boss fight, so here we go. Um, Nikolai stops you, which this is, again... Part of Jill's character, which they've given her now, she has this arc that is like she she is accused of not being able to pull the trigger when it counts um, from Nikolai. And that kind of brings right. this whole thing about her wanting to save as many people. But every single time she tries, they end up dying anyway. And she just gets so mad. She's just so fucking mad. And it makes sense. And I believe her. So we're at this point where she's um, tracking down Nikolai, who has the the cure, who managed to take it away from him, and fucking she passes his gun. She has her gun pointed at him, and he has her his gun pointed at her, and they're at a gun like standoff, and Nikolai just kind of goes, "No, you're gonna fight that thing, and I'm gonna go ahead and and make money off of it, and there's nothing you're gonna do about it. We're gonna make this an ongoing arrangement." I'm like. I don't know how much more ongoing this can go, my friend, but, you know, this, uh, you know, this, I guess. Right after, actually, Nemesis bursts through the wall, and she just falls into the center. But Jill could have, like, yeah, yeah, shot right. him or something. I don't know. Either way, um, we start the boss fight. It is an interesting variation of the original's boss fight, where you did have to push, uh, push? push in um, batteries into like these slots to activate a railgun. Yeah. But in the original, the railgun was stationary, and you kind of had to like lead him into it, and then it blew up. It added that extra layer of, of strategy here. But in this one, um, Adrian, go ahead and describe how you kill this new version of the boss. You basically use a giant fucking railgun from Metal Gear Solid 2. Mm -hmm. um, 
which I actually want a statue of Jill holding the fucking railgun. Wait, I'm you forgot sorry. to mention the most important part about the railgun because I said the railgun. What about this railgun is different from the original? <laughs> it's it's handheld. You yes. can wield it. Handheld. Uh, a railgun. <laughs> A, a, a girl who weighs no more than 135 pounds picks this up like Gamora in Guardians of the Galaxy 2, puts it over her shoulder, and starts wrecking people. I just... What? I, I, like, we talked earlier about that certain level of where it goes too far and becomes, like, the action trilogy, Resident Evil 4. That was where it was starting to scratch it. And I was going, ah, oh yeah. no, hold on, this is a little bit too silly, but we're at the end, so I guess it's okay. <laughs> I just, I really like the aesthetic of it. I really love these, you know, my girl, my fucking waifu wielding this fucking <laughs> giant fucking weapon that, and she delivers some of the best lines of dialogue in this fucking fight. Yes, yes. I actually have a list of my favorite Joe quotes that I was going to save for um, when we do characters, but we kind of did characters as we were doing it, so I'll save that for the end anyway. But, you know... One of the things I hate about this fucking boss fight is that Nemesis does these stupid fucking combos where he'll slap oh, the ground and it'll and it'll stun lock you. So you have to like be perfect with your dodge or you're fucked. Like once you once you get caught in that, you're dead. You might you're as done. well load the game. Yeah. You might as well load the game. You can't even access your fucking menu to heal or anything. <laughs> um, I just I don't need it right now. But but again, Jill picks up the fucking railgun and lifts it in her arms, fucking shoots him once, puts all the battery packs in, and then gets it again, and fucking shoots him twice, sticks it in his mouth, and then fucking shoots it. Ah, 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 ah. Next time, take the fucking hint. What a great fucking line. That is a great line. That is a great final line. Hashtag don't catcall. <laughs> <laughs> it's true though <laughs> man but how can you blame a guy when you see stars man <laughs> <laughs> but hey if you want stars she'll give you stars but uh, oh, oh my god but um yeah no so that uh, that was a very cathartic very well done scene uh yeah i was a little silly but i was able to believe it within the world of the universe it was fine like the world of the game i didn't care um then here I have the biggest beef here at the fucking latest hour of the show. Um, after you beat that version of well, when you beat Nemesis, really, he's gone now for the rest of the game. You basically run up to stop Nikolai. OK, and you run to the helipad and confront Nikolai. And Carlos is there, too. OK, Carlos or Nikolai shoots the fucking um, cure as it touches the ground because he knocks it out of your hand. I'm not really sure how he did it. I forget now. But anyway, um, and then it blows up, or it blows up. It gets destroyed, and Jill's pissed off. Carlos attacks him from behind, and then he's like, No! Now, Piccolo! Shoot it! Shoot your special beam cannon! <laughs> and and then Jill's like, No, I'm gonna hit you! And uh, he's like, Do it anyway! And I was like, Okay, uh, I better be really careful. So you're put into this, like, story, um, like, I guess quick time event in a way where you have to shoot Nikolai within like a certain brief window. Otherwise bad things happen. <laughs> what happened? So I, I obviously did it, but what happened? So I'm going to say it now. So that way we can leave the show with a happy topic because I swear to God, 
I this is my first playthrough and I saw that scene and I was like, oh, so I can hit Carlos. Well, let me try getting a headshot and that way I won't fucking hit Carlos. So, of course, I miss. And that's what happens. I miss my first shot. And it's just what ends up happening. Nikolai breaks free, pushes Carlos off, cuts his throat with a knife. Jill's like, oh, my gosh, Carlos. And then Nikolai throws his knife into Jill's head and then goes, I knew you couldn't pull the trigger. And then it ends. What? That's lame. No, it, it's... You have to understand that I... Okay. I, I, all right. When I play these games, I get a very... I do it for a sense of, of um, success, a, a sense of escape, that feeling of, of surviving and overcoming a challenge. That is what I play these games for. To have right, it right, so right. fucking blue-balled, so hard, right at the end... In a in a very in a very elaborate cutscene, by the way, with voice acting, it also actually yeah. shows like what happens if Jill doesn't learn from her character arc. Like, fuck you, Nikolai. You put such a bad taste in my mouth that when I did get the real ending and they all get on the helicopter and get away, I still thought about that bad ending over and over again <laughs> to the point where I was like, fuck you, that that is the strongest memory at the end. That I had to play the game again and just be like, fuck you, Nikolai! Rah! And this was like the real, real ending for me. Can, can we talk real quick about the fact that it's so difficult to aim with Jill at that part of the game? Only that part! Whoa. Yeah. She, that was literally, a part. I hit it on my first try, but it was difficult. Literally, it stops you from firing for two seconds and she sways like a motherfucker. The real ending is that you shoot Nikolai, he falls to the ground like the pussy he is, and fucking Car- Jill, in the most badass fucking exchange, is like, so why'd you do it? And he's like, for money. And he's like, okay. <laughs> and, just, and just starts about to leave. He's like, well, well wait, don't you want to know who hired me and all that? And she's like, well, I could do a little detective work. Gets on the helicopter and gives him the best stink eye i've ever seen in a resident evil game yeah that was i i didn't mind that part at all and um that was cool and the animation afterward in the helicopter and stuff and carlos says a pretty pretty cool line in the helicopter i think and i i we talked about this earlier i'm really happy they didn't go the route of anything romantic between them yeah um it was a it, Carlos respected her. I love it when he was like being talked to by um I can't remember his partner's name now, but he was like, "Oh, you really like you know you really like this girl." Yeah, Tyrell. Like, yeah. Nah, this girl's like nobody we've ever met before, mm-hmm. and he has he's not just if he is attracted to her, he has a more respect for her than his you know thinking with his dick or anything like that, which is awesome for me. Yeah, and I mean, like, even if he he did, he was attracted to her or anything, it's not like right. Jill reciprocated. It, it, they are literally no. friends. Like, not, well, friends, yeah. but you know what I mean, friends by circumstance. There is something that, that we should mention, and before we get into that, I want to go ahead, because I want to wrap up the story. Adrian and I were, uh, maybe a little bit more than you were, upset about the helicopter ride um, at the okay. end of this game. Uh, All right. Go ahead, because I'm trying to figure out where you're going with this. Really? Okay, you mentioned it earlier, but I, all right. Well, when you get to the helicopter, you notice there's a character missing in all of this. Oh, my fucking oh, God. Oh, 
your boy. My Where's fucking Barry? boy. Where's Barry? <laughs> Motherfucker. Like, I, I wanted to make sure I got the Barry ending no matter what I did. And funny story, there's no fucking Barry ending at all. It's like, one of the saddest things because that's it's a secret, like good ending of the original. And I love that fucking ending so much in the original. Dude. And the craziest Fuck. part is I could see why they didn't do it was like, granted, they had to make a whole new face model for a character that wouldn't even show up. But fucking ungranted, the original and ending doesn't show Barry's face. It just, you know, it's him. Because Jill says, Barry? No, she goes, wait, could it really be? And he goes, yeah. And it's like, okay, well, who else do we know that has a beard in this fucking franchise? Anyway. Dude, Barry's so cool. Fuck you. I could see why they didn't put it in, because it would be kind of weird for Barry to show up, like, during that confrontation with Nikolai and, and, and Carlos. And it's like, oh, shit, what, what's going on in this thread? Shit. And then he just fucking No, but up. but you could have easily done it with Tyrell magic and just have <laughs> Carlos go, Yeah, I was calling anybody to come through and this one receiver picked it up and he said his name was Burton something. Yeah, and you know what? I All even that you could have just had that fucking line and there you go. You see you didn't even have to have Barry talk. You could have had Barry wave at Jill to get on the <laughs> helicopter. That's all fucking it. <laughs> to be to be honest, I actually thought when they got away on the helicopter and then the the bomb, the missile came in and they were like tail spinning out of control, I thought for sure they were going to crash and that Barry was going to pick them up. But I'm an idiot. <laughs> the city blew up and that was it. That's um I'm not so sure about how, you know, that was a I mean, that was a nuke that they threw in, right? Yeah, yeah. it was a nuke. I'm pretty sure that helicopters just wouldn't be able to survive that just because of, uh, you know, the amount of radiation that's going to be going in. And uh, we know anything about radiation and helicopters. Mm. They don't mix very well. Ain't that right, Adrian? Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do believe it's like uh, like a chest X-ray, though. <laughs> all right there's an inside like joke here Fifty thousand of them no it's a it's from chernobyl that you know you, you actually watched the video online of the helicopter going over the exposed core oh my in God. chernobyl after the incident and it just literally falls apart holy shit falls apart and that wasn't even a bomb <laughs> yeah that, and that wasn't even like the worst part of they weren't that close the radiation was like so bad there but it wasn't even the worst part of it. I don't know if I'm making any Gu sense. Guys, you're forgetting the most important part here. Where you, you guys don't understand that the, um, the the helicopter is an umbrella brand helicopter. And it's <laughs> actually been retrofitted with a virus that is radiation um, resistant, actually. It's a brand new bioweapon. I'm sure you've heard of it. Umbrella is that fucking kid that you play with the playground who's like, oh, no, you can't shoot me. I have body armor all over my body. Oh, and uh, I take away all your bullets, too, because I have magnetic powers like Magneto. <laughs> you say that, but it's like literally like, oh, so you need ammo? Well, here's an enemy that can take any ammo. Paleheads. Yay. Good job, Frank. 
That's why whenever they do a game that like explores Umbrella, like Umbrella Core or Operation Raccoon City, it always kind of flops for me because Umbrella is best when it's a, like a shady corporation. The more we know about it, the kind of worse it's going to be. Kind of like the cult in Silent Hill. I really, uh, if we're at the end of the show where mm. we decide what we want, I would like I would like Wesker back. I'm sorry, uh, but we he's are, like, he, but okay. <laughs> he's the best part. He's the best villain of the series. Uh huh. That the, he's pretty much the only consistent villain of the series, and that's really yeah. it. Oh man, uh, Cardo left. He did. Stay oh. stay on. We're good. Hello. Stay on target. Sorry, I just lost you guys for a second. No, it's totally cool. Hold on, let me write that down. 209. That's fine. We almost went through the whole show without one. Damn. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> so uh, bef before we get into the things we want to see in the future, I just want to cover some last topics that, like, we, we went through the characters of everyone. We went through the story. We went through pretty much everything. These are just kind of some last tidbits before we move on to what we want to see in the future. Um, one, I want to bring this up before we forget to bring this up because it's something that I brought up in the beginning and no one said anything until later, but here we go. When you start the game off in her apartment, there are posters on her wall. There are like five posters on her wall. Four of them are of half-naked women and one is of a fully clothed dude on a bike. That, that kind of like, I'm not trying to be like, well, you know, Jill might be gay, guys. Like, I'm not trying to do that, but... It's very interesting, this little set, you know, world-building decision, and, you know, she... Never... I, uh, Go ahead. So I have some lesbian friends, and I have some bisexual friends. Mm -hmm. I sent the, you know, the background to them. I also sent the pictures on the refrigerator, because not all of them look like Jill. Like, there's one that looks like Jill, mm -hmm. but the other ones are girls as well. They at least say it's bisexual in right. nature. Like, there's bisexual vibes. Personally, I'd be absolutely fine with it as uh, – and I'd actually be happier if she was bi at the very least because we do need some representation in that area. Well, I and just think better it's funny. than one of the <laughs> baddest bitches on the fucking gaming world? But this is the thing that I kind of found funny, though, because I always thought Chris was gay because he was like never really like, the only people he ever showed any real like drive to pursue or anything was Wesker and peers of all fucking people like Jill was a friend. Oh, man, what are you talking about? I can't continue the Redfield bloodline with her. She's just a friend. How dare you suggest something so disgusting? <laughs> like, that's how I imagine Chris would be. And then fucking, fucking plot twist, M. Night Shyamalan, Jill is actually probably the bisexual character, which is awesome. I like that. And then, it and, and then it turns out Chris was just respecting his friend's values by not trying to fuck her. Correct. Wow. Put me in my place. Like, shit. <laughs> I don't know. It's not confirmed, and it's not like it even matters at all because this is it, it doesn't have any place in the plot whatsoever. But I just thought it was a very interesting, if not deliberate, decision, right? I think it's I think it's something for, for us to chew on. Yes, and quite the chew we are doing. Um, let me think, let me think. Anything else that I want to mention? Uh, there are a lot of set pieces in this game, but you know what? It handles it way better than six, so I don't care all that much. And that's anything else you want to mention um, before we move on Actually, to what we want to see? Actually, I have a question for Cardo. Mm. Yes, sir. 
what was your favorite uh what was your favorite character moment in the game or just moment in the game like where you go fuck this made me love the game or this made me happy to buy the game hmm uh, one one scene that we just didn't really mention that much was uh, Kendo Kendo shot. Oh yeah, fuck! And I really liked that. I loved um, you know Kendo just locking himself up, and uh, you know I'm obviously worried for him because he's dead. And <laughs> but, but the stark the stark difference though between how he talks to Leon and how he talks to Jill like an old friend, right. you know, like it works. Yeah. But uh, no, in particular with how Jill talks to Kendo, I I also wanted to ask you, Adrian, this is, like, how do you feel about this? This is the literal only on-screen time any Stars member has talked to any of the Kendo brothers. And on that topic, where the fuck is Joe? Bro, Joe was a fucking mention in a file, dude. So was it Dr. Nathaniel Bard, you dickwipe, but look, he's here. (laughs) Okay, dude, but, like, relax. If we get into Joe Kendo, they are digging the bottom of the fucking barrel of characters. I don't know, dude, because they are repurposing all of these characters in smart ways. Bro, remember that What's-His-Face in... Well, What's-His-Face? In RE2 remake, uh, Daniel, Dave Daniel, whatever the face... Who dies? Who gets split in half? He was a note guy, and he showed up in the game. True. Uh... (laughs) The original has a lot more of um, a charm to it, for sure. And I- I'm still struggling which one to say I'd like more. I do like this remake a lot. For as much shit as we're giving it, it's really fucking good. Um, but yeah, no, it's just subtle differences. Like, I think we can all agree that the Brad change is not a welcome one, though. The fact that he's kind of like a badass, that kind of defeats the purpose of who Brad is, right? Like, I don't give a fuck about Brad in this game. In the original, I kind of cared because it was more his character mm-hmm. to constantly be running away and him saying, there's no escape. That was Brad. <laughs> That's Brad. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I never cared for him as a character. So I was just glad he's dead. I guess. I guess. Either way, um, let's go ahead and talk about the future. We're, we're already like superiorly over time, but we might as well just <laughs> cover this real quick. Uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica re- uh, remake. Oh my god. Yes, let's do it. Can you launch it with the Switch Pro? <laughs> you already know. You already know. My god. I don't even need a remake. I just need a uh, version to come out on the Switch because they gave us 5 and 6 and I couldn't be less excited for those, to be honest with you. I was so weirded out because 4 and Code Veronica got ported to the Xbox 360 at the same time, so I don't see why they wouldn't toss in Code Veronica as well. Cole Veronica is the forgotten stepchild because everyone hates the poorly designed third act. <laughs> well, there's also that that little brief stint of transphobia that, <laughs> that does happen in the third act as well. <laughs> Alfred, you cross-dressing freak! Like, oh, Jesus, Claire. Fucking calm down. What the fuck? Let Alfred live his best life. Come on. <laughs> That's why it's going to be really hard to remake that game. (laughs) That's why Capcom's like, oh, man, I don't know. (laughs) Let's just remake one again. Uh, Okay, so I don't agree with them remaking one. We already have a remake. And if you're in a situation where you have to compare your game to the Resident Evil remake, that is a bad situation to be in. Regardless of that, fucking the Stars uniform 
in in RE3 remake looks so good. I just kind of want to see the models. I don't even need to see a full game. I just can you remake the models and just let me look at them? <laughs> just let me look at them for a while. <laughs> How about you, Cardo? What would you like? No, I'm I'm with you. I want a um Code Veronica um remake. Um I only played that game once on the Dreamcast and uh I don't remember a damn thing about it except the very beginning of the game because I played that a couple of times. But I mean RE1, I don't think it needs a remake cuz like George says it's already remade and I don't I mean what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. It's already almost perfect. I mean, yeah, the tank controls I don't even mind those. I'm used to it. I've been playing Resident Evil for 20 years now. It's 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 whatever. So I can play one. I can play the original two. I can play three, and I can play zero and not have a problem with tank controls. Um, and I understand why they did it at the time because of you know um, they couldn't go so far with making it look a certain way um, without the um, pre-rendered graphics. But uh, no, I don't think one needs to be touched at all, to be honest with you. At least not for a long time. And even if you do, what are you going to call it? Yeah, you can't call yeah. it Resident Evil again. Like Resident Evil know. once again. I started thinking about, oh, wow, that was actually really good. You fucking dangerous zombie, you. Um, <laughs> but fucking. Um, I like it. I like it. The, the, like how movies work. Movies, when they remake a movie, there are multiple films that have the same name, and they just call it Halloween like, Alone. Halloween Alone has three films called Halloween in its franchise. Exactly. So yeah. it, you just call it, you know, Halloween 2006 or whatever, and you call it... A, I don't know when the Rob Zombie movie came out. Fucking crucify me. But, like, that that's what we're going to have to do. The next Resident Evil remake is going to be called, like, Resident Evil 2030 or... 20, well, yeah, that's that's being fucking generous, but you know what I mean. The one thing I'm looking forward to in the future, and you guys both said a Code Veronica remake, and what I want more than that, I want RE8. Like, I want the next game in the franchise using all the things we learned from these remakes. See, I would agree with you that I want 8 really bad, but the comments from the creator make me nervous. Wait, they, wait. They make me nervous. Which um, one? Adrian said... you. Know, the one that said that he wants to completely change the franchise again, where it'll almost be, you know, it's going to be way different. And what? they already did that once. Yeah, I, I posted yeah. it, I think, and in how our chat. Funny, how funny that at the exact same time in fucking 1998, Resident Evil 3, the original, was yeah. having the director say, I want to do something completely different, and that's how we got Resident Evil 4, and that's how we got into this fucking cycle to begin with, guys. We found yeah. the right balance. Please stay there. <laughs> what Adrian said is, is, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, I think he came up with that quote all by himself. And, yeah, it's um, a smart I one. Agree Clever man. One, 100%. Yeah, it's good. It's good. That 100%. And he's, um, he's right about that. Uh, why are we going to fix it? I mean, just... Let's get some good puzzles in here. Let's get some some good settings. I mean, let's get some good characters. We don't need to mess around with the game. All right. So, you know, I'm a Zelda fan. Mm-hmm. You've been pretty much doing the same thing in Zelda for the most part since 1988. Yeah, until Breath you know, of the Wild, the to first be honest. One came out. Yeah. Right, with Breath of the Wild. Right, Breath of the Wild deviated a little bit. You know, it had the shrines, but, you know, you still had hundreds of puzzles. Yeah, you still as you were dungeons. figuring out, yeah. and it was a little bit more open world, and yeah, it was like more about exploration, but it didn't deviate too much where it's almost unrecognizable, and that's what I want. I want something that's like, 
you know, still respecting the original material and what the people wanted to make and also giving it a little bit different. It doesn't need to be RE5 or RE6 where they're pretty much action games, you know? I understand. Like, you want it to feel like the gameplay. You want the gameplay mechanics and the gameplay feel to feel like Resident Evil, but, you know, change up the locations, the settings, the characters, and to to keep it fresh. But there's still the gameplay of the genre. That's the thing. Now, I'm going to take everything you just fucking said, and I'm going to tell you (laughs) that's the reason why I'm not excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake. All right, I'm not saying anything else on Final Fantasy VII, but that's exactly (laughs) why. That's exactly why. Anyway, but I'm excited for a Resident Evil 8. We've been hearing some rumors that it's going to be called um, Village, Resident Evil 8 Village. Well, did you guys see why? Well, because of the, the the Roman numerals, it looks like Village. Yeah, I was like, all right, come on, guys. Like That's how I, I mean, know it's, it's fake. Cool. It's fake. I don't think it's real. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I, yeah, because I, th- I think it's a little heavy-handed. Like, okay, you guys put it on the nose. I get it. And, like, Village, again? Like, Resident Evil 4? And, like, RE5? I, like, again? <laughs> I actually have like a breakdown <laughs> from relyonhorror.com that details the test demo from it. What? There's already a test demo? Yeah, according to this, sources, Resident Evil 8 Village test demo details leaked. Uh, well, I think that's the thing I'm about to talk about right now with the witch. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but go ahead. Apparently, there's a new pursuer type, because if you've done it two games before, you have to do it again. Um, fucking, it's called The Witch, and it's a female pursuer this time, and she's made out of bugs. Um, the thing that bothers me about this is that we already got this enemy in RE6, and it was annoying as fuck, and I hated it. So, let's see if they fix that, I guess. And, oh, and another thing. Um, one, it, it has Chris Redfield in the lead again, which I'm like, fuck, stop using these fucking veterans. Use new people. Stop it. Um, actually, that's not what I got. Oh, really? Did you get I got Ethan? That, I got Ethan and yeah. that Chris Redfield is going to be in the beginning of the game, but it's shocking for longtime fans. I oh, think Chris, Chris is dying. Die. Well, they already were going to fucking <laughs> set him up to die in six and then they pussyfooted and, and, and totally copped out on that. Just kill Chris, dude. <laughs> kill Chris I don't wanna, already. I don't want to kill any of the Resident Evil veterans. I want them because I spent so fucking long making sure they survive to fucking live their happy goddamn lives somewhere else. I hate the fact that these characters are treated like fucking Metal Gear Solid characters. Like they're out somehow outside of the, the social norm and they have to live under the radar forever. <laughs> no. They survive an incident. They get a new fucking identity and they move on. But they keep going back to the incident. George. But see, that's what's stupid. If no you one keep would burning your hand, if it's... you keep burning your hand, why are you going to keep touching the hot <laughs> stove, George? But it's ridiculous. It's not even like they're the ones who are touching the stove over and over again. It's like if Claire fucking burned her hand on her stove and then every other house she visited for the rest of her life, the stove was on. It's it's just ridiculous. And whatever. I want a new protagonist. And the other thing that they bill up is that there will be hallucinations, which is their fucking excuse for we could do whatever Ooh. the fuck we want. And it's like, ugh. So they're bringing in some Max Payne in there. Great. 
Uh, this is a good way to bring back Wesker if you're going to have Chris Redfield in the game. Stop. Let Wesker die. <laughs> Wesker no. died so many fucking times. Let him die. Fucking he's shit. Literally, he's literally. George wants steaks. He wants steaks. I man. want steaks. I need my meat, man. I've been munching on man steak. That's a line <laughs> in Resident Evil 3, by the way. Munching on man steak. It's a great fucking note. Um, oh God. <laughs> anyway, that, uh, that's everything that I wanted from, um, fucking in the future. So final words, everyone. I think it's good that we had this game. One more remake of three would be fine because this is a reimagining and it isn't a full remake. That's, that's not going to happen for a while though. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Another 20 years when I'm like 60 years old. Fuck, you know what, Atrian? I'll be fucking comparing my speed run with you then, man. Don't don't worry about it. Keep that in mind. Bro, I fucking hate the fact that you got one death. One death in your hardcore run. Um, and I'm here like a bitch with 34 so deaths. You want me to make you feel better? Sure. Oh, I died a lot. <laughs> he just loads it back up. Yeah. If you don't load from a continue, it doesn't register the death. See, yep. I didn't realize that until today, uh, until my last run for Inferno, where yeah. if you load from the continue, it it counts as a death. Yeah. I didn't know. Otherwise, that. they in would fact, have no idea that you died. In fact, in fact, the one death you see there is Nikolai. Because <laughs> I continued off of him because I was like, no, I'm not fighting that boss again. <laughs> Fuck that boss. I no, hate that no, no, boss. No. Fuck last- Nikolai. I, I'm Nemesis. That's his job. He, he's supposed to be an asshole. Nikolai. The no last one needed that games. last scene. <laughs> Card- Cardo, agree with me. I want you to agree with me here. Resident Evil 7, Resident Evil 2 mm-hmm. Remake, and Resident Evil 3, we've had a huge fucking blob monster to kill that fucks with us yeah. at the end of each game. Mm. I'm tired of this fucking boss. Stop that boss. I agree. Tyrant and one never um, needed to do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't even notice that everything's like, you know, it looks like a big like pimple that's like coming apart the, at the end of every game. That was the thing yeah, of G, though. That? Because G, part of the reason, the thing that makes G the G virus unique is that it doesn't just, like, you know, reanimate. It causes mutation, and that's why things look like blobs. That's why the liquors are, like, meaty and shit. It's like, it causes bodily mutations, and that's why he becomes huge. Nemesis gets it from eating the tyrant body, and that's how he becomes huge. But Ooh. I, but he doesn't in this, and he's just huge now. And you're right; we don't need this boss fight again, like again, again. And they even That's did it, it with That's fucking. All I wanted to say. They even did it with uh, what's her face in seven. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Evelyn. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, they need to fucking do a different boss fight. They keep doing the same one. Uh, Cardo, anything? Last words, ma'am, before I kill you. um (laughs) no no not really um well i I did want to say uh one idea i did have for resident evil 8 when we were talking about it yesterday was let's go back in the past a little bit let's bring it back to the 50s or something like that where you were even talking about having a young spencer a young scientist Mm. you know the birth of umbrella you know you're right right the the umbrella startup company 
<laughs> it would work perfectly because of, um, you know, in the 50s, we were experimenting with atomic bombs, nuclear bombs in the Pacific or whatever. It doesn't even have to be G-virus or T-virus or anything like that. It could just be like people reacting to the radiation or whatever it was. I think it would be a really cool concept that, you know, because in Resident Evil 7, it wasn't, you know, the traditional Umbrella Corporation is doing this and this and this. It was it was a little different, and I I enjoyed that. Um, I, I wouldn't mind having something on it like an, an island or something like that. But that's no, just me personally. If I if I'm a creator, no, I actually kind of do like I, that angle because we keep on doing continuations of the Resident Evil franchise. We never really go into like Zero goes into the prequel, but not even by that much. It's like literally hours before the first game yeah. starts. Yeah, exactly. So I, I kind of yeah, we should we that. should absolutely. I kind of. I can kind of fucks with it, and probably the best pro tag to use would be like uh, a secretary who like finds out too much at the end of the game. She dies or some shit, or even nobody right, believes like a, her. She, I don't know. She would, right, because she would be a um, at the end of the the whole idea. I mean, because she wouldn't be a secretary in those specific islands if she didn't have military training. Because you wouldn't be over there if you weren't in the military. Because all that stuff was top secret, confidential. And everything, so it would make sense if even if it was a secretary or you know just a down and out soldier or whatever it might be. But well, I, I like this. I like the idea a little bit, and um, I, you know we can go back in time and and play with it a little bit. The whole idea of like these crooked things happening behind the scenes in this corporation are way more believable if it's yeah. back in the past. Yeah, especially during that administration. Yep, <laughs> right. Right, you know, and there was a Cold War going on. There was a lot of people doing shady stuff to get any advantage they could in the world stage. Oh, my this God. Makes perfect sense that they did would hire um, a company who says that. Did they Umbrella can do cause MKUltra? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, that was the uh, that was the first um, thing they just gave everybody. We, we, a bunch we of said hallucinations. Crazy. Yeah, we said hallucinations. I, I don't know. It, it's on the it's on the docket. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, maybe, but maybe. anything, um, like but anything else about uh, RE3 in particular? Um, no, no. Um, I enjoyed the game. I thought it was fun. Like I said, the the length was a little bit shorter. I don't remember much from the original three, but um, I, I liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked RE2 a little bit better, and you know, RE1 will always be top of my list, but. I enjoyed it. The scares were good. The pop-out scares were good. And I felt anxiety throughout most of the game. So, I liked it. I wish we'd have got a little bit more nemesis on your ass. Mm, as but, we all uh, do. I, I always get want it. nemesis I get it. I understand. on my ass. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Leather daddy is best daddy. Oh, man. Now you're speaking my lingo. <laughs> did you guys... I didn't hear nemesis say stars as much as I did in the he original He does, OG but it's one. so quiet, you wouldn't ever hear it. Okay. All right. So I wasn't I wasn't going crazy. Okay. No, well, he, you can hear it, but least. he the, the voice actor does it so quietly that it's like stars, and you could barely tell. You just hear the st part of it. Right. Right. Yeah. I, I loved it when he was walking around. Stars. 
backwards. You know, I, I love that. I thought that was terrifying in fact, back in the day, and I wish I would have brought it back. Yeah, and the fact that Nemesis never actually gets to kill a single Stars member in this game, it kind of, you don't really get that that um, that establishing, like, kill of Brad that establishes wow. that Nemesis he wants to kill Stars. one pathetic loser. Yeah, I know. What a total dweeb. He never gets to kill a single fucking Stars member. <laughs> I mean, we had dogs. We had Dobermans kill stars members, and Nemesis couldn't even deal the with it. The wow. fucker had a flamethrower. Not even that. A rocket launcher. He still couldn't do yeah. it. Wow. Anyway, this is, uh, I'm not impressed by him anymore. <laughs> My thoughts on the remake. While not exactly a remake, Resident Evil 3 does an amazing job reimagining the PlayStation classic into a thrilling modern survival horror experience. Its shorter campaign may turn off some players who only intend on playing through it once, but for dedicated fans for the survival horror niche genre, this game is absolutely worth the price of admission. Hire this man to write freaking reviews, bro. Adrian, what is this? This is awesome. I, I, I felt like I was listening to IGN or GameSpot. You yeah, know, that was good. I only write this good if it's for things I like. <laughs> or things I really hate, for that matter. And that is so few and far between. <laughs> It's true. Um, but yeah, so uh, thank you so much for listening to the Fan Freaks podcast. Um, we hope you enjoyed Resident Evil 3, whether um, indirectly or directly. <laughs> thank you to uh, Adrian and uh, Cardo for joining us for this discussion. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Anytime, man. It's, it's been my pleasure. Rock on, rock on. And I'm going uh, to leave you with my favorite Jill Valentine quotes. Are you ready? All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. My turn, bitch. Yes. Yes. The second yes. the second best line. You think I don't know how to fuck you up? Oh my god, that's such a good one. That's my favorite one. That's my it, favorite. It's one. up there. It is so up there. But however, nothing will top for me. Bitch can't even swim. Thank you guys. Good night. Have a good night. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch can't even swim.